strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Ring. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> the Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's gonna be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! Going into the bye, Cliff Kingsbury said, as head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, that he told the team, and I loosely quote, our best football men is still ahead of us. If so, if true, look out. I mean, you talk about tick-tock, Ron Wolfley. Because in case you're still on a bi-week bender fueled by tryptophan (laughs) and hitting the sauce, cranberry sauce, okay, the cards went into the bye as a refresher. Oh, I don't know, with the best record in the NFL at 9-2, 6-0 on the road, 4-0 in the division, number one in all the power polls, although those pesky Green Bay Packers are getting a few votes right now. Last we saw the Cardinals, the first-place Cardinals, had just left the Seahawks in last place. And i got to be honest with you, Wolf, I had a full-blown acute case of the bye week blahs earlier this week, but then I remembered that the Seahawks are in last place. And that's <laughs> that really just puts some wind in my sails, and I'm ready to finish this week strong on the Big Red Rage tonight featuring D. Lyman extraordinary Corey Peters, presented by Santan Ford. And yeah, Gilbert. cannot wait to talk to Corey Peters, Paulie, no doubt about that. So you've got Pete Carroll, images of Pete Carroll dancing through your head. You Is know, that what you're saying? With Calvisi Consulting. Calvisi Consulting does have one bit of free advice for $12 million a year P. Carroll. You ready? Yes. Instead of, instead of spending about 25 to 30 minutes before every game warming up your arm, <laughs> you might want to go hit some more game film. You might want to look at the laminated play sheet one last time. You might want to think about a few audibles and adjustments instead of warming up your arm before every game. That's just me. You know what, Paulie, honestly, come on. You're, you're, you're embellishing, of course. You're firing for effect on Pete Carroll right now. We all know what a great coach Pete Carroll has been. There's no doubt about it, but, Paulie, i got to tell you, watching the Arizona Cardinals dismantle the Seattle Seahawks in front of the 12s, where we heard boos, oh, Paulie, oh. where we heard boos. All I could think of, two things. Man, this might be it for Russell, and it might be it for Pete. Yeah, I think your operative words there, Wolf, were has been. Has been. That's what a lot of the 12s were thinking as the Cardinals left that building and left them in last place once again. And by the way, I failed to cite that in addition to the 9-2 and record, 6-0 and on the road, 4-0 and in the division, they won two of those games without their starting quarterback on the road in the division, and now... They're tracking to get Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back. In fact, Cliff Kingsbury was asked about that this week. That should help two of the best players in the league. So hopefully they can 
pick right up where they left off. But um, that's always a concern, getting adjusted to the speed of the game. We'll, we'll once again have um, quite a few good-on-good good reps this week so they can feel that speed and um, hopefully can come out and, and play at a high level. But it, it's, it'll be an adjustment period for them. All right, so two teams, Wolf, just put the no into November. The Suns, no losses in November, correct? That's right. And the Cardinals, no D-Hop, no Kyla Murray in November. So when the head coach says they hope they can just come right back in and pick up where they left off, is that realistic in your estimation? Yeah, that is the question right there, Paulie. That is a tough one to answer as well. It's interesting because Aaron Rodgers, he missed some time. He came back. He struggled in his first game back, Paulie. And then Russell Wilson did exactly the same thing after missing weeks. He came back and he struggled in his first game. And then Dak Prescott as well. He went through the same thing. So, you know what? I don't know what to say about it. Do I expect Kyler Murray, if in fact he does play, to be a little rusty? Yeah. I think he's probably going to have to knock a little rust off maybe in that first quarter. But you know what? I'm not going to put anything past the mighty Kyler Murray. Who knows what he might do? He might come back and throw for 400-plus. Yeah, he met the media yesterday, and towards the end, I had a chance to ask him. I said, look, Jalen Thompson just told us that he got better when he was injured a year ago because he learned a lot watching from the sideline. And so my question to Kyler was basically the same. Have you learned anything missing these three games and watching from the front row on the white stripe of the sideline? I think it can definitely help, you know, watching from the sideline, kind of kind of relaxing, you know, getting a different perspective of the game. You know, I think when you're back there playing quarterback, a lot of things, there's a lot of moving parts. You know, things are moving faster than, you know, it, they may seem. And then, you know, watching it from the sidelines, just like it's kind of everything slowed down and you see it as for what it is. I, yeah, I, I definitely think I got, you know, I took something away from it for sure. So well, that was seven, a good question, yeah. Paulie. That was your question. And uh, are, are, what, you, there's disbelief there. You're not. You're not believing no, what I just I'm said, just Wolf. Saying, Paulie. That was a good question <laughs> right there, Paul. Well played by you. You know what's amazing about that too. Um, the speed of this game, and in particular, the speed of the Chicago Bears and their pass rush. Now, listen, I understand there's no Khalil Mack, but they still have good pass rush personnel, Paulie, and they still have very, very good schemes as well. The number one team in the National Football League in sacks per attempt, mm. getting after the quarterback right there. But you know what? They've had a hard time covering Paul for the most part. And that's where I think the Arizona Cardinals could exploit the Chicago Bears defense a little bit. But who knows, Paulie? Who knows what kind of day that's going to be? You know, Robert Quinn, remember our old pal from the Rams in the division? Man, he's had a, he has had a big-time year again. 11 sacks on the year. He is uh, tracking for another Pro Bowl. He's already a two-time Pro Bowler, so yeah, he he's the big guy off the edge. You got to worry about. You heard Cliff Kingsbury also tell the media this week that they're going to do a lot more good on good in yeah. his estimation to try and get D Hop and Kyler Murray as close to game speed and game ready as possible. Because come on, you know, just to come from watching to all of a sudden playing, I don't care how accomplished you are, and we're talking about two of the best players in the league. You're right, Wolf. I, I would fully expect, especially in that weather, mm-hmm. and to get rolling, you know, the whole rust versus rest thing. Half the, Most of the team's coming off the rest, and then a couple other guys are dealing with rust. Well, listen, it, I mean, it's going to be a tough, tough thing, a tough proposition for Kyler Murray to sit there and throw the ball. I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to have to run it. If, in fact, 
the weather reports if they remain true, Polly. You know this better than anybody and any anybody else. I'm sure you've been checking the weather reports, but here talking about a 45 degree day in Chicago, 16 mile per hour wind, and a 75 percent chance of rain. How's that feel? So, Polly, they're going to have to run the ball, but I wouldn't put anything past Kyler Murray and D Hop coming back. And by the way, I would not underestimate Kyler's ability to throw in the wind. What yes. people don't, what people don't realize in Cleveland, man, that was a fierce wind, especially that one end of the stadium. He did a ridiculous job of being efficient and accurate with that ball through the wind in Cleveland. So. I mean, if you get away with a 16-mile-per-hour win in Chicago, I think you'll be lucky based on what we're seeing. And no, Wolf, I haven't been checking the weather forecast at oh, all because they have. just updated it to an 80% chance of rain. <laughs> so I haven't been checking that at all. As a sign. Anyway, here, how about Colt McCoy on the Dave Pash podcast? Speaking of Kyler Murray, and we know what Colt did. He came in and had two fantastic games. One of the Niners got the win. The other of the Seahawks got the win. Vance Joseph, he told the media, man, in that situation, road division games with a backup quarterback, there aren't many teams that win those games. In that situation, Cole McCoy did it, but he knows his role, and that's mentoring Kyler Murray. Yeah, we are in two totally different places, but it's very healthy, funny conversations go on. He never changed a diaper in his life. He doesn't know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, He still goes home and plays video games and is still young, right? But his maturity and his wisdom in the game is very high. And we have lots of great conversations. We've been able to talk through things. How do you see this? What do you think I should do here? How should I handle this? All those things that, I, I, again, I just think it's been very healthy and productive. And, and I tell you, you see it on the sideline. Well, if you see it, sometimes the first guy that Kyler consults with is Cole McCoy. Mm-hmm. Other times it's Cam Turner. Sometimes it's the head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. But, I mean, you tell me, when you have a guy, your peer, someone you look up to, that you were in high school and you watched him star four years at Texas, right? You've respected his game for about a decade, and now yeah. he's your teammate. It's just a little different coming from that guy versus maybe an assistant coach. No doubt about it, Bully. And again, you can see the impact of Colt McCoy on Kyler Murray right now. But going back to the changing the diaper thing, let me just say this. It's great because we all know that you got to go in hard when you change that diaper. You better go in hard or you're going to be doomed. You know what? Yet that kind of advice, which is so tangible, also applies to playing quarterback in the National Football League. You have to go hard all the time, on and off the field, and Colt McCoy is doing a great job teaching Kyler Murray that. So Ron Wolfley uh, treats baby care like he did covering a kickoff. So uh, same mentality, apparently. You know it's true. We'll come back with Corey Peters, the Cardinals veteran defensive lineman, and we'll get into the thick of this assignment in Chicago next on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. First down on the 32 of Tennessee. They run Henry off the left side, and he is swallowed up in the backfield at the 30-yard line by Corey Peters. Another negative play, a loss of two. And, man, the Cardinals' defensive linemen are whipping the Titans' offensive line. Cousins under center, takes, gives to Cook, up the middle, planted. Corey Peters got off the block and stuffed it. And Corey just engulfed Dalvin Cook. That was a big third down stop in week two, forcing a Vikings punt, led to a Cardinals touchdown on the ensuing drive. 
We, of course, Ron Wolfley, are talking about a guy in its 12th season. We're talking the .01% of all football players in the land, right? One of our favorites, Paulie. Indeed. Although, regrettably for him, the last time we saw Corey Peters, Wolf, let me remind you, and Corey himself, he joins us here in the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. He was talking himself some serious trash in the meal room in L.A. I believe it was <laughs> Kentucky Wildcats were ranked highly, and they had just beaten LSU to improve to 6-0. and And I think that was the last win they saw for a month, Corey. So I'm not sure if that was karma. You tell us. But that was sort of the pinnacle of your Kentucky season, was it not? Oh, man. You know, we we had a a tough few games. But, you know, we're all right. We're back in the top 25 last I saw. You know, so hopefully we'll we'll get a good bowl game. Corey, man, thank you so much for joining us. Really do appreciate it here. Um, Congratulations on playing another year in the National Football League. They just continue to pile up for you. Talk a little bit about your year this year. Has it been frustrating? Where are you encouraged? Talk about this year in general. Um, yeah, it's been it's been quite an interesting year for me, uh, just getting back on the team in training camp and just being excited about that. Um, and, and I think the season's going really well um, up until this point. I'm really excited about the potential for this team. Um, I think everybody has the right mindset and still is working very hard week to week, just locking in on the task at hand. And, um, you know, it, I think it's, it's been good for us. So I'm really excited about the potential um, opportunity that we have in front of us. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, we can keep it going. Look, you're a three-time team captain with the Cardinals, and and from the outset of the offseason, Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury were hell-bent on getting more guys like you, more leadership. How different is the chemistry in that locker room? Because we hear guys talk about how much time they're spending together, right? That three-letter F word, fun. Guys are enjoying the game and spending time on their own with each other. How big a deal is that in this 9-2 and season? Um, I think it's a huge deal. Um, you know, I think it's always better uh, when guys, you know, like each other. And, you know, I think you can really see that with this team and not just within position groups, but, you know, there's a lot of guys that carry over, a lot of guys that are close to each other on offense and defense. And um, so I think when you see that, um, you know, I always see D-Hop over, coming over, talking to the defense, um, you know, giving advice and pointers and telling what, what he sees and then I see – um, guys on defense challenging them the same way. So um, I think it's been really good. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of good vets all across the um, the team. Um, and and that, that's great because the mindset always stays where it needs to be. And when we, you know, when it gets away from that, you know, there's different voices always there to kind of get everybody back on track. You know, Corey, when I listen to you say that about D-Hop, um, that is truly amazing to me, the accountability that is going on inside of that locker room. It seems like every player in that locker room has a peer, at least one, if not multiple peers. Every player inside that locker room has got to be accountable to his teammate. I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. I know I certainly didn't play on a team in the 10 years in my National Football League experience that had that kind of accountability. How rare is that? Um, I think it is, uh, you know, somewhat rare, and um, I think it starts with just mutual respect um, and, and guys really knowing that, you know, if anybody is critiquing you or or challenging you, you know, it's coming from a, a good place, and 
um, you know, one that yeah. wants the team to be better. Um, and so I think guys take it with that in, in mind and, and really uh, flourish with it. And you know what, Wolf? To your point, we heard it after week one. We heard that highlight, Corey, against Tennessee. Well, after that game, remember, Christian Kirk was our post-game radio guest, and he said on air, we're not letting stuff slide this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that is that a big palpable difference from a year ago, Corey? I mean, have you seen multiple examples of that? Because I'll tell you what, I do see it on the sideline, player to player. It's almost like the player is the bad cop, and then the assistant coach comes <laughs> in sometimes is the good cop. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I definitely can see that, you know, increased, I guess, this year. And um, obviously well, where we are in the season and, and how good of a year we're having, and I think that only continues to increase because, you know, everybody really truly recognizes um, the potential that we have, so we don't want to let the opportunity uh, pass us by. Corey, talk um, to me. So, oh, Go ahead. Finish your thought. Ahead. I, I was just going to say, Corey, I was going to say, talk to me about this year, 2021, for Corey Peters. You personally, how is it going right now? Um, it's going well. You know, it's just – it's just a matter of every week, you know, I'm getting older and I'm obviously coming off the injury. So just figuring out a routine that um, allows me to be at my best every Sunday. Um, and that's just really putting the time in. And, and um, you know, the Cardinals have a great team. Um, I work with some great people outside of the Cardinals. And, you know, it's been, it's been good for me. Um, obviously, just a, a continual grind um, that the season is. It's important that I just continue to stay on top of that, and um, and I will. And, you know, I feel pretty good right now. You know, it's easy to say, hey, the Cardinals have a top-five scoring offense. But, hello, the Cardinals have a top-five scoring defense, and it's been that case all season long. What do you like about this year's defense? What stands out to you? Well, I think it's just uh, it's kind of along those same lines. A lot of guys that are putting their hands in the pot – um, we we kind of run a lot of different things. Um, guys have to step up at times. Guys have to step back at times. And so, you know, everybody's really bought into the team defense and, and really stepping in, being a star in the role that they're assigned. Um, and regardless of what that is, no ego is just putting your best foot forward and trying to get it done for the team. Um, and I think that's been, you know, really helpful. And it allows us to go from game to game with um, whatever plan that, DJ and the rest of the staff think we can be successful with. Corey, can you talk a little bit about the defensive line room, some of the younger guys and how they're developing in that room? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, Zach is having a, a, a really good year for us and, um, you know, really flashing and showing some good things. Um, all of those guys worked really hard this offseason. I mean, they're hard workers in general, but um, they, they really came back this this year, uh, changed their bodies, and, you know, a visible difference when you when you look at them, and I think you can see that. Um, Lucky is coming along well. Is, uh, um, he's coming along well also. Um, you know, obviously playing inside, it's, it's a lot of technical things that guys can improve on, but, you know, I think you're, you're seeing that continual growth between all of them and then um, Dogby is um, – doing great as well, showing up as well, making a lot of plays for us. And, um, you know, I'm glad to see those guys continue to grow. You know, Isaiah Simmons said this week, we're on board with Corey Peters, Cardinals defensive lineman. Isaiah Simmons said that he values his defensive line like a quarterback values his offensive line because it keeps him clean and he can make plays, right? 
And, and I, I wanted to ask him, but I didn't have the guts. Uh, Isaiah, are you thinking about getting your D lineman a Christmas gift? You know, sort of like a quarterback <laughs> would get something for You know, should that become a staple in the NFL, those inside linebackers maybe getting a little something-something for the D lineman? I think so. I think it should be mandatory. And now that I know that he said that, you know, I'm definitely going to be asking him about it tomorrow. <laughs> it's on record in his press conference. He did say that. So, that's, uh, by the way, here's Vance Joseph speaking of press conferences, just talking about, you know, what he's been talking about all year, basically. And that is, hey, if you can win first down and or second down and force that third and long, that really is all important for that Cardinals defense. Here's your D coordinator. For our defense, winning first down, winning second down, and keeping the third downs longer to allow Chan to rush, to allow uh, you know Junk to rush, that's the key for our defense. You know we have to always win first down and win second down so we can dictate third downs. All right, so that's easy to say, but what's the key when it happens? What are you guys doing as a defensive front? Um, I think we're all just on the same page. Everybody kind of working as a unit, um, attacking the line of scrimmage as a front. And, you know, linebackers being there to clean up everything else. Um, and, you know, I think when we do it right, we have a lot of success. And, you know, when we have lapses in technique or in thought process, then that's when we have, you know, issues. But, um, you know, I'm looking forward to continuing to have those opportunities to improve our run defense and to show that, you know, we are capable. You know, Corey, obviously Zayvon Collins hasn't gotten a lot of reps, yet at the same time I know that he is developing and Isaiah Simmons as well. Can you talk about those two young guys in particular and what you see from them when given the opportunity? Um, I think both of them are studs. You know, obviously physically, you know, they're big, tall guys and, you know, fast, can run, can move, everything you would want um, from a linebacker. Um, Isaiah's really starting to flash. The thing that's been most impressive to me about him is his ability to create turnovers and getting the ball out. He seems to have a knack for that. Um, and then Zayvon, you know, obviously he just needs to um, continue to get more reps. And, and I think his biggest challenge is probably a mental one at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as a, as a middle linebacker, you know, like you, uh, we were just talking about with Isaiah, it is akin to quarterback in the sense that you know, you are the brain of the defense. You have to make all the calls. So um, being able to physically do something is one thing, but being able, but having to, you know, line the D-line up, get the secondary calls, um, and doing all that in a short amount of time, processing um, offensive formation and sets and making adjustments and all those sorts of things, it's a process for everybody. So um, he just needs to continue to work on that and improve with that. How good is your safety combination? I mean, give us a quick word on those two guys, Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. You know, I think everybody knows what Buda brings to the table. Obviously, pro bowler and, you know, an elite player. But I think Jalen um, uh, has really shown himself to be, um, you know, really that type of player as well. Um, obviously, coming up and showing the physicality from the second level, um, lots of big hits this year, um, lots of key tackles, and, you know, his feet. Uh, he has really good feet um, for safety. You know, it's almost like um, he had some cornerback uh, qualities as far as physically. So, and you know um, what? You know, I'm, he I'm played glad. he played corner in high school, and that's the transition he made. And we'll talk more about that when we come back. And you're going to hear what it might have sounded like if you might have scored in Tennessee. Corey Peters, we continue on the Big Red Rage. 
Tannehill changing things up under center. Second and 11 at the 19th. Tannehill takes, fakes the run in trouble. It gets hit. Chandler Jones forces a fumble. It's picked up by Corey Peters, and he's into the end zone for the touchdown. Chandler Jones is all over the field, and the big guy, Corey Peters, scoops it up and scores, and the Cardinals lead it 9-0. We'll let that hang just a little bit because eventually, ultimately, it was overturned. And we don't have to tell Wolf, our guest, that Corey Peters, he is our guest. And uh, but that's for, brutal, Paul. I can't uh, believe you played that cut. I'm not the producer of the show, but <laughs> we thought maybe we'd let you bask in the glow of that touchdown return there. Even though you had an outstanding game in your first game back from the knee injury, you had two tackles, you had two tackles for loss, and that one fumble recovery that Corey Peters was this close to being a touchdown. Mm-mm-mm. Bad memories. <laughs> But you you enjoyed it for a good, what, 60 to 90 seconds before they eventually overturned it, right? Oh, for sure. I thought I was in for sure. We thought uh, it was no way, but I saw it on TV, and I, I think I was a little short. Yeah, now, Corey, listen, I want to get into, obviously, the Chicago Bears here momentarily, and we'll do that, but... Vance Joseph, talk to me about Vance Joseph as a defensive coordinator and your thoughts on him becoming, at some point in time, again, a head coach in the NFL. Yeah, I love VJ. I think he's a, a great candidate. Um, I was an excellent communicator, um, and, and he does a good job of getting everybody on the same page, you know, making sure that we understand the plan and, you know, that we can function properly and, and play fast most importantly before we get to the bears let's talk about the road because the arizona cardinals are six and zero, and every single win has been by double digits and the last team to do that was in 1968 and even cliff kingsbury has said you know what uh i'd love to bottle up what we've done on the road and bring it home what is it about this team when you guys go away from the az now, I have no idea really what the difference is. I just, you know, on the ro- I like playing on the road because, you know, when you travel with the team um, and you step on the field, it's, it's very clear that it's us against, you know, everybody here. So um, it's just, I guess it's something to rally behind and um, being on enemy territory, um, you know, you really want to get after it and get off to quick starts. And I think we've been able to do that. Talk about the Chicago Bears and their offense and what you see on tape. Well, I think the Bears have a really good offensive line and a running game, obviously, with the quarterback situation. Justin Fields being a rookie, you can see the talent every time you watch him play. Um, he has elite speed, and he's able to you know extend plays and um, pick up yards with his feet. He can make all the throws as well. Um, you know, but he is a rookie, so, you know, if we get him or um, Andy Dalton, you know, which I, I think is still a little bit up in the air, um, who's a vet, and, you know, we played against him. We played against him last year um, in Dallas. Um, but obviously a veteran quarterback, smart, being able to get them in the right plays and make the throws as well. Um, so it's going to be a, a big challenge for us playing on the road up there at Legendary Stadium. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um you know, but the uh, but the Bears are a good challenge for us. I mean, they're four and what seven, but they're only a game out of the playoff chase. 
and they made a run at the end of last year and got into the playoffs, that final wild card spot. And they do feature David Montgomery and Wolf. We've talked about that. And, and Corey, you know, there have been some power backs who have given the Cardinals problems. When you guys have been stouting your run defense versus times when you haven't, what has been the difference? Um, I think it's just about consistency. Guys doing what they're supposed to do every play um, and playing as a unit, um, trusting one another and not trying to do somebody else's job, just checking your own box. So, um, you know, it's definitely been a focus of ours. Um, Montgomery's a great NFL running back. You know, he's going to get the yards that he's supposed to do. we got to do a good job of mixing up the, the fronts and giving him different looks and making sure there's multiple guys there to get him down. Corey, are they more power scheme than zone scheme, or do they mix it up pretty well? Um, they're more zone scheme, but, you know, they have some big guys and um, some strong guys. So, you know, I would say that although they're running zone plays, um, they like to get downhill, and obviously the running back is, is a sturdy guy um, and can and can really, you know, break tackles as well. How does that affect you? How does that how does that change your job if you've got an offensive line that is more zone as opposed to an offensive line that is more gap scheme? How does that change your job, if at all? Well, it, I mean, it just depends. Um, most of the time, it's just the way I choose to align based on um, what I think we're going to get. So, if we're playing zone teams, um, depending on the speed of the zone or how quickly the offensive line zone block. Um, I'll play wider, um, but if they're slower, I may play thicker um, because I, you know, I maybe don't think that this guy's quick enough to really, you know, take off on me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it just depends. And then with gap scheme teams, you want to uh, really recognize the angles and eliminate them whenever possible. So uh, sometimes it'll be a shade, sometimes it'll be a two eye. Cardinals D lineman Corey Peters on board. You mentioned Vance Joseph earlier, and. He mentioned after the Seattle win that he thought the defense did a great job of showing pre-snap looks, then taking it away post-snap. How, how multiple is Vance, and, and how often are you guys changing fronts and coverages and, and giving offenses something to think about? Yeah, I think this year we've, we've played quite a bit of different fronts. We use a lot of different personnel groups, um, and you know I think it, it does a good job of um, keeping teams off balance. They don't really know or it's hard to say for sure what we're going to be in. Um, and then it also helps us because it puts guys in situations where they can be successful, allow them to do the things that they do well. Corey, how much does the offense change with Andy Dalton under center and Justin Fields when he's playing? How much does it change? I mean, immediately, I think there'd be zone reads, there'd be a lot more RPOs, but what are you seeing on tape? I don't think the offense changes much. I just think that, you know, Justin Fields is a a much more dynamic runner. So, um, you know, obviously when he's in there and the play breaks down or the look is not quite what they want, you know, his ability to just take off and, um, you know, get yardage is is really impressive. Um, I hadn't seen much of him before, you know, really starting to prepare for this game. So, you know, I I didn't really know that he, he was fast like that. But, um, you know, he really has elite speed. We've seen Kyler wear out defensive fronts, right? Is that when you're glad? Like, if you end up chasing Justin Fields all over the place on Sunday, is that when you're glad you have a deep D-line room and a rotation going? Oh, absolutely, 100%. I'm very appreciative of, you know, our ability to, to roll guys and to keep guys fresh. 
So, Corey, here you are. You've got a buy. You're coming off that buy late. Do you think that favors good football teams having the buy late? Um, you know, I like it. Um, you know, obviously the first half before the buy is a is a grind, but you know, now we have six games left before playoffs. So you're able to get a little break and, and refocus and um, you know, for the home stretch and try to finish strong for the seeding purposes and um, you know, going to the playoffs, riding high, peaking at the right time. It's coming off the bye a challenge. The last two years, it hasn't been very pretty coming out of the bye. I mean, I think it, is, it can be a challenge. You know, it's certainly something Cliff addressed this week. Um, you know, but like I said, I think we have a good group, a very focused group. So, you know, I'm expecting us to come out and um, have a good performance on Sunday. And then the last factor, Wolf, while you're up in the booth and the climate control, there's an 80% chance of rain or so, winds and cold and the whole thing. In fact, here's, here's Devon Kennard on on having to break out a, a jacket recently. I guess he started packing early for Chicago. Here's Kennard. I know it'll be a lot colder than here, and I know as soon as the game's over, we're coming right back. So uh, last, last <laughs> night I had to break out like a little coat. Like I'm like, uh, I, haven't, I haven't worn this in years. Like, uh, I had to go get it dry cleaned. It had, like, dust, and it's all wrinkled. I'm like, eh. That, that's an Arizona guy, Corey, right there. That, that's, you know, when you, when you haven't even contemplated wearing a jacket in over a year. I know. It's really nice. <laughs> Corey. Corey. <laughs> Do you? you know, I'm looking forward to I don't mind the cold weather. You know, I didn't know it was supposed to rain, but. Yeah, you know, that is going to be miserable, Corey, right there. Your hammies are going to get all tight now because instead of rain, it's going to be a freezing rain. And supposedly, Corey, it's supposed to be a 16-mile-per-hour wind as well. And you know up there, that can get nasty, can it? Yeah, that's going to be brutal, Um, you know, but everybody's playing in the same condition, so. You know, I'm looking forward to the challenge, and I'm sure we'll be ready to go. I'm I'm interested to see how some of the guys handle it because um, this will be the first, you know, uh, real cold game we've had in a a while. Last question for me. Rodney Hudson. Guys rave about Rodney Hudson, the Cardinals center, and what he's brought to the offense and the team this year. I mean, you go against centers for a living. You tell us, what makes him so good? You know, it's funny. We were talking about this the other day. Um, you know, Rodney's a really strong guy, first and foremost, but he's also really smart. You know, he's played center in the NFL for a long time. He's um, He has all the savvy, you know, so he he's rarely out of position. You know, so anything that you do to him to try to attack him and beat him, um, you're going to have to truly create it. So you're going to have to either run him over, knock him out of the way, or really, uh, you know, make some – big movements to, you know, beat his hands. But in that case, you know, he's a center, so there's a guard there. And, you know, it's not a lot of space there. But, um, you know, I think his brain is probably his most, uh, you know, important tool, I guess. I guess it's true for all of us. But, you know, he's a really smart player. And the communication, the thing that he does best for our offensive line is getting everybody on the same page and the leadership that he brings with that. Well, someday, Corey, we're going to get the real story on how you ended up getting Larry Fitzgerald once upon a time in a wrestling headlock on the weight room floor. I have a, I have intuition that I'm thinking, okay, he tra- probably tried to take you down, an accomplished high school wrestler, sort of like he took Wolf down. What, three times, Wolf? Uh, Larry tackled it, you back in the day? Twice. 
And uh, unlike Wolf, um, Larry paid for it with Corey Peters, and he got the worst <laughs> out of that. He ended up a pretzel on the floor, but we'll save that for the next time. Corey, we appreciate your time tonight. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> there you go. As uh, I tell you. Hey, Bolly, uh, let me yeah. just say Corey Peters. And that defensive line is going to be instrumental oh. if the Arizona Cardinals are going to win a game. No doubt. We'll talk more about that game. And a reminder, the Day Patch podcast featuring Cardinals QB Colt McCoy is up. Get it where you get all your podcasts. We continue with the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Dave Pash alongside a heavily caffeinated Ron Wolfley here at Soldier Field. Right now is time to drop the hammer. There's playing with great intensity, and then there's playing with great intensity. And he was running, he was running, and then he got hit by Sputnik. Have you ever been in a fight where you were bloody in the other guy's face, and it was just so easy, slapping him around? I think that was you and me last week. <laughs> got lit up like a a taser in a trailer park oh oh my goodness whoa whoa wow 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 Wow, that was scary yummy sloppy they are bludgeoning the bears right now the spankometer is in the red (laughs) you know we need more spankometer wolf that should be your new year's resolution come on now i you know especially in this game coming out of the bye I mean, the spank factor needs to be high because it hasn't been the last two years out of the bye. No, you know what? Honestly, Paulie, that is that is a great observation right there. The spankometer does need to redline here. Listen, the Bears have one way to win this game, in my opinion. One way to be in this game. Lay it on me. That is to win the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, Paul, especially if the weather is bad. In the Carolina loss, would you say the Panthers won the line of scrimmage? Yes. And and it's amazing how when you win the physicality battle, right, that yep. all of a sudden you end up with takeaways and you win the turnover battle. It's funny how that happens when you're the harder-hitting team. So we'll see. Hey, the Bears have won five of the last seven in this series. We know it's the oldest rivalry in the league going all the way back to 1920. So there's all this history, but you're also talking about a Bears team. That has been reeling. They just snapped a five-game skid, Ron Wolfley. Yeah. Their head coach, there have been two words, fire Nagy. That's been all over Chicagoland. Not just chance at games, chance at the United Center during Bulls and Blackhawks games. There have been chance at his son's high school football games. Oh, Despicable and deplorable. Uh, it's businesses on their marquees have fire Nagy oh, displayed out front. It's But he got a win against the Lions, and here's the stat you need to know on Matt Nagy. He is 7-1 and one against the Lions. Yeah. And sub 500 against every other team in his four years as head coach oh, of the Bears. Boy, yeah, that's that's not good, Paul. No, that's not no. good right there. It's still, I mean, I, don't get me sidetracked, Polly. I want to talk about the Bears. <laughs> I want to talk about the fact that they're number three in the league in their run rate. Did you know that, Paul? Did not know that. The Bears with David Montgomery, of course, and that very good offensive line, Corey Peters, talking about that good offensive line. They love to run the ball, and they do it very, very well. And I would say... Basically, in between the tackles is where they specialize. We have seen from time to time, Paulie, we have seen the Arizona Cardinals and that front seven struggle to stop the run against good running football teams. We've also seen them shut it down against good running football teams like the Cleveland Browns and the Tennessee Titans. So what what defense are we going to see from the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday? I would say start there because it's one of the things the Bears can do is run the football. 
And look, if if they run it with a quarterback, that's going to be an added dynamic that Corey Peters cited, that if indeed Justin Fields goes. Now, I don't think most people are expecting him, but you're right. You're talking about an offense that is dead last in passing offense. They are able to get the run going at times, although ever since David Montgomery sprained that knee in week four, he hasn't quite been the same or as effective. And then if it's a sloppy game and it's you know limited possessions, uh, yeah, it, it could get sideways. And you've got a Bears team that just got to win, snap this skid. They're only a game out of the playoff race incomprehensibly. So if all of a sudden the crowd gets behind them at home yeah. and they get a little momentum – we know how that's happened, and we know what the Cardinals have looked like coming out of the bye the last two years. It's really interesting, Bully, because in rundown situation, once again, and never forget, rundown, first and ten, second and one to six, that's who you are as an offense. It's who you are. Um, never forget that. The Bears, they love to be in 11 personnel 56% of the time in rundown. So that's one back, one tight end, three wide receivers, and they literally split it up 50-50. They are run pass 50-50 out of 11 personnel in rundown situation. When they get into two tights, Paul, when they go 12 personnel, which happens 29% of the time, Man, that's when all of a sudden, look out. That's when they lower the plow and hit the gas. 61% run, 39% pass. That's what the Cardinals are going to have to deal with. I think 12 personnel and the fact that they're going to try to hammer it. And their number one receiver, Allen Robinson, has not practiced yet this week. So when you say two tights, they have two legitimate receiving weapons in Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet. Both were very good against the Lions. You saw Jimmy Graham with a touchdown catch. You saw Cole Komet, eight grabs, 65 yards. So there's that. And then there's our producer, Jim Omohundro, screaming at me via text. Now, wait a minute. What about the Cardinals' run game, Ron Wolfley? What about a sloppy game and you bust out James Conner and you take it to a Bears team? Because here's what you need to know on the Bears' defense. The last four times they have given up less than 100 yards rushing, they won all four. The last five times they've given up more than 100 yards rushing, they've lost all five. Yeah, there's no doubt, Polly, right there. I'm glad you brought that up because the Arizona Cardinals are number five in the National Football League in run rate. Number five, the air rate. We were laughing about this last week, but now they've dropped to number five. That's still elite. Can you imagine? Top five and running the football. The Bears are number three. The Cardinals are number five. And you know what, Polly? Once again, this is exactly why you need to be capable of doing anything. This is exactly why you need to be balanced whether you're a good passing team or a good running team or both man you want that balance in your offense so that when you go to soldier field you can run the ball with the likes of a james connor and hammer the ball i I wouldn't be surprised if james connor touches the ball 30 times in this game yeah, and once again, uh, Cliff Kingsbury in his TV show said, yeah, we have to do something about that, right? Being top five in the in the run rate, okay? He's sandbagging. He's joking. He's the one calling the plays. And he was asked, big picture coming out of the bye, this is the first of the final six games. Hey, head coach, what do you want to see? You'd like to see improvement in all areas. Um, at times, I thought we, we played really good complimentary football, but in certain games, um, we didn't you know reach the level that we'd like to. And I think just consistency – um, over these last six and being the best team we can be moving forward. But I, I think our best football is out in front of us. I told our team that before we left on the break. Uh, there's a lot of room for improvement in all areas, and, and that'll be our goal moving forward. And like Isaiah Simmons said this week, you know what, if anyone's taking the Bears lightly, if the Cardinals lose this game, then guess what? They lose control of their own destiny. 
in the playoff race, mm-hmm. which brings us full circle back to the hashtag everyone should live by. No Lambo. Because the Packers are right on your heels. They're stealing some of your number one votes in some of these power polls. And so, yes, that's why a win against the Bears, sub-500 Bears, is vitally important. And I also think, too, being able to run the ball once again for the Cardinals is going to be critical, Paulie. And the reason being is the Bears are number one in sacks per attempt in the National Football League. But they're number 28 in defensive quarterback rating, Paul. And you know this is a big metric to me. It really is because quarterback rating, the Arizona Cardinals are number one in the National Football League in quarterback rating. And quarterback rating is an excellent metric as to how a human being is actually playing the quarterback position in the National Football League. They're number one with the the uh, addition of Colt McCoy playing in three games as well. So you know it right now, Paulie. They're going to have to run it and they're going to have to throw it because the Bears are number 28 in defensive quarterback rating in the National Football League. If they get to you, they get to you. But if they don't get to you, you're completing passes against them, Paul. Hey, when you think of the Bears, how can you not think, uh, well, I don't know, Episode 9 of Cardinals Folktales entitled Thanks, Coach. Available now on the Cardinals YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Cardinals. A look back at the epic Monday night meltdown 2006 against the Bears. Denny Green's major post-game rant. Great stuff. And then the awesome. original podcast you can also find uh, wherever you get your podcast. Cardinals Folktales. Man, this is an all-timer that's out this week. For Jim Omohundro and Mitch Vereldis, Ron Wolfley, I'm Paul Calvisi. This has been the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. You've been listening to The Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club.